0: 4, Matthew chapter 4, at the end of the video you just saw, there was a scripture that popped up that I kind of want to share with you today and talk a little bit about this. In fact, it's going to be today, and then next week, and then the next week, we're going to do a series called The Light of the World, The Light of the World. And so there's, of course, we're in the Christmas season, and uh, there's uh, time when we look back, and of course, as you're a Christian here today, you understand that there's a reason why we do all that we do, and uh, we, we look at this as being the birth of Christ. This is the birth of our Savior. This is when the light of the world showed up, right? Now, there were some prophecies concerning the birth of Christ, and there are some that are more well-known, perhaps, than others, says this in Isaiah. It says, of course, and a virgin shall give birth, conceive, give birth, and his name will be called Emmanuel. And most people have heard of that particular prophecy, which was hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. There's also another scripture in Micah that talks about the fact that it would be Bethlehem. Bethlehem would be the place where he was born. And so the prophet Micah began to prophesy about the actual birthplace of Jesus Christ. Hosea prophesied and talked about the fact that out of Egypt he would be called and if you remember the fact that when Herod tried to kill the babies Joseph and Mary escaped and went down to Egypt and then Jesus came literally out of Egypt to fulfill that particular prophecy in the book of Hosea but there's also another prophecy that's in the book of Isaiah that perhaps is lesser known and I just want to share that particular scripture today to you before we read uh, from Matthew chapter 4. Isaiah chapter 9 says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And this particular scripture is actually a prophetic word that was fulfilled, and Matthew actually records this scripture. Matthew chapter 4, if you're there, look at verse number 13. It says this, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun... And the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. The people who sat in darkness, the people who sat in darkness... I felt like with this particular message, God was beginning to speak to me about coming out of the shadows, coming out of darkness, right? And and so I understand that we just went through and to some degree are still going through What I would consider this, in fact, everybody probably in this room would agree with me, the most difficult season that we have ever known, but you could say perhaps because of the population of the earth, because of the effect that it had on our world, it might have been the darkest season in our world's history, not just for us as a nation, but this pandemic affected the whole world. Never before has anything affected the whole world like this affected the entire world. I actually began to do some research this week and look at because I thought about the nation of Italy. The nation of Italy made headlines, of course, because the pandemic seemed to affect it the most first. And you saw numbers just going crazy in in Italy, and Italy was the first nation to completely shut down. Completely shut down. On March 9, 2020, the Prime Minister, whose name is Conti, Prime Minister Conti, ordered a complete and total lockdown of the nation. Lockdown the entire nation. Said that there would be no travel, no one was even allowed to leave their homes except in cases of emergency. They had to be absolutely essential for you to leave their home. And that began to spread to other nations in Europe. I have a friend who lives in Belgium, and while he's in Belgium, he was not allowed to leave the house. If you had to leave the house, you had to show proof of some sort why you were leaving the house. You go to the grocery store. There was a few places you could go to, hospitals and grocery stores, and that's about it. There was, everything else was just shut down, locked down travel just restricted. I'd begin to look at the numbers of what happened in Italy. 94% of all shopping in any retail store came to a halt. 90% of any visits to parks, beaches, 90% of it came to a halt. Tourism completely ceased to exist. I mean, all of that happened. Now, whether you are are for it or against it? This, isn't, this sermon isn't about that. Anyway, I just want to talk about how that might have affected people mentally, emotionally, because it just seemed like what happened at that moment, people just had to sit in darkness. Darkness. They could not, could not move, and it happened here as well. We, we were shut down, and we were locked down, not to that degree by any stretch, and, and of course here in Florida, we had a lot more freedom than in other particular states, but depression was on the rise, anxiety is on the rise, stress is on the rise, suicide on the rise. Why? Because people were just living in, it seemed like darkness just began to, to cover our nation, cover people. And I felt like when things began to ease up, it was almost like, "Hey, the light has come." Do, do you remember when when Jesus showed up? Now it had been four hundred years since God had moved that way. There had been no word from God for four hundred years. No prophetic word. There was no preaching. Nobody was. There was nothing for four hundred years. God was silent. And then all of a sudden, light, light. See, here's what happens. When you live in darkness, when you sit in darkness, when you live in the shadows, you become accustomed to that. Somebody told me one time, I was working with a guy on a car. Now, I was watching them, watching them work on a car, and it was dark, and they actually dropped something. They dropped something, and where they dropped it was dark, And he just began to stare. And I said, what are you doing? He said, your eyes adjust. And any minute now, I'm going to be able to see it. And he's watching and he's staring into the darkness. And his eyes adjusted to the darkness. And all of a sudden, he went, there it is. And I wonder how many people... We're living in the light, but somehow when darkness came over our nation and over our world, their life just began to adjust. And now they've just become used to living in darkness, living in the shadows, and they've learned how to operate, how to how to just function, because now they just, that's all they know is darkness. I believe that the word for God for this season, for this church, perhaps for you personally is, hey, it's time to step out of the darkness, out of the shadows, and step into the light. Now is your season. Now is your moment. It is time for you to get out of what you're going through and in to what God has for you. Somebody say amen. amen. I believe that. It might be for you personally. Amen. amen. Time to step out of the shadows, out of the shadows. My wife and I, we took a trip years ago, about six years ago. Our Bishop Tony Miller was alive and he, he, he said, hey, Brian, why don't you come up and spend a few days with us? So we went up and spent some time with him in January, Oklahoma City. These two Floridians... And, you know, it's, this wasn't upper Michigan. This isn't Canada. It's just Oklahoma City. We go to Oklahoma City, and we were there for almost five days. We didn't see the sun for five days. I'm walking around like, where's the sun? What's, everything's brown. I'm, I'm driving by a golf course. Brown, trees, no leaves, nothing, no green, nowhere. I grew up here. I've only lived in Florida ever my whole life. I don't know what it is to go four days without sunlight. I was like, I was, depression started to set in. I'm like, where's the sun? I need some sunlight. And people live like that. I'm like, how do you live in Alaska? How do you live in these places where it gets below 70? How do you live like that? You know what I'm saying? Say <laughs> it. What happens is you adjust. Come on now. You make allowances. You learn to live with it. And some people have learned to live with darkness. They've learned to live in the shadows. They've learned to live that way. And God is saying, hey, it's time for you to step out of the shadows and step into something new, something different. I believe this word is for you today. Jesus is still the light of the world. Light shows up. Everything changes. When the light shows up. And here's Jesus. He comes on the scene and light shows up. Light shows up. You know, Isaiah chapter 60 says this. Arise and shine for your light has come. Whoo, hallelujah. Now, I believe, watch this. I believe that that scripture, because Isaiah is a prophet, he was prophesying, was for the children of Israel for a specific time. I understand that. But I believe that the word of God is for us today. And I believe that we could take that scripture and say, you know what? I'm going to believe that for my life. I'm going to believe this is my time. This is my season. This is my moment. It is time for me to rise. It is time for my light to shine. I'm done with the shadows. I'm done with darkness. I'm done with being stuck. It is time to step into what God has for me and step out of all of this junk. It is time for us to say, hey, let's leave the shadows behind and step into the light. Because the Bible says this, listen in Psalms 23, it says, I could walk through the shadow of the valley of death, but I know this, He's with me. I don't have to fear. It says this, I walk through the shadows, I don't live there. Right. Come on now, I walk through it, I don't live there. Okay. Hallelujah. Do you know this, that even when it's a new day, it's still dark? Huh? It doesn't become a new day when the light shows up. It becomes a new day when it's still pitch black outside. 12.01 is a new day. Come on, it's a new day. It's a new day. And it's still as dark as it was at 12 o'clock. But something has changed. Come on now, something's changed. See, some of you are just waiting. You're going, I just wish something would change. Something has changed. You may not see it yet, but you just hold on. You just be patient because, listen, at 12:01, nothing may have changed. And at 2 a.m., nothing may have changed. And at 3 and 4, nothing may have changed. But get ready, get ready, get ready because that sun is about to come up. If you just hold on, if you just be patient, any minute now, light is going to come forth. Any minute now, light is going to shine. You're going to be able to see with new clothes. new direction. You're going to be able to step into what God has for you because you can see now and God is about to shine his light in your life. I believe that with all of my heart, it is time for us to believe that we can arise and shine. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. You know, it's the Advent season. How many of you Catholics, ex-Catholics do we have? How many grew up in a Catholic church? If you grew up in the Catholic Church, then you know what Advent is. You know what liturgy is. Huh? Now, if you grew up like me, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. I never heard the word liturgy. We didn't do responsive reading. I never said, and peace be with you. I don't even know if that's the right verbiage, I, you know. But I've been to a few funerals. I've been to a couple of wakes and a few masses. I, I understand that. I was actually an altar boy for one day. True story. My, my friend talked to the priest to let me be an altar boy. I had ropes on, and he dragged me everywhere. I thought, where am I going? I don't even know what I'm doing. You had to follow a route. I'm like, well, man, this is crazy. So, so, but if you know liturgy, then you know what Advent is. And some of that stuff is lost on us Pentecostals, and we need to learn how to embrace it once again because Advent is a religious thing. It's it's. It's actually us understanding that the word itself means arrival or coming. It is the waiting for the coming of the king. But watch this. Our calendar as you know it, the calendar on your phone, the calendar that you follow, the calendar that tells you the date, our calendar starts January 1st. January 1st. But the religious calendar, the Christian calendar starts differently the beginning of the christian calendar starts four weeks four sundays before christmas it's called advent sunday it's the very first day of the christian calendar so anytime you take christmas you go back four sundays that's advent sunday it's the beginning of the christian calendar it was actually last sunday november 28th next year it will be four Sundays from Christmas. It's always four Sundays from Christmas. You know, I thought about this. I've, I've struggled at different times with Christmas. Just, just me personally. My dad went into depression a lot of times during Christmas, and so he, he didn't love Christmas. He, you know, And so I kind of grew up in, in a house where Christmas had, there was mixed emotions during Christmas, and then and then, I, you know, I went, I went into ministry. My wife and I got married, and, and we were broke. I mean, we were poor. Poor people called us poor. We, 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 a church sent us $200, and that was what we did Christmas with. We bought everybody, 152 people on our Christmas list, I used to think. <laughs> everybody gets $2. I mean, I don't even know how this is going to work. And and so, you know, Christmas was always a struggle for me. But on top of that, here's what would happen is I would notice that, and I've been in ministry for years now, I'd notice that church attendance sometimes would decline. Listen, we're all busy right now. Anybody busy this season? Anybody got things to do? I'm going home, taking a nap, eating, and then I got to wrap trees put more lights out. Everybody's got stuff to do. There's Christmas parties. There's food to bake. That's the best part. There's food to bake. But everybody's busy. And so I noticed that Christmas attendance would dip. Sometimes offerings would dip. And so I used to approach Christmas as, let's get it over with. I loved Christmas Day. Woo! One day. But when it was over, it was over. Trees going down. Lights coming off. Let's get ready for the best part of the pastor's calendar the new year. Woo, pastors love the new year. We love January. You know why? People show back up at church, attendance goes up, people looking for a new church. Come on now, huh? Giving goes up, everything happens. At January oh we love January we come up with slogans a new you in 22 come on now I mean I got it now I've already got it I'm, I'm gonna patent that particular phrase we come up with all sorts of dumb stuff just like that try to lure everybody back in you know what I mean gyms fill up because you know ain't nothing heavier in that gym than that front door Man, that front door is so heavy, but gyms fill up. People start thinking about making changes to their life, new things. Everybody's ready for something new. Preachers love it. Pastors love it. Churches love it. But think about this. The start was last week. The start of the Christian calendar isn't January 1st. The start of the Christian calendar is the four Sundays from November. It's already started. Come on now. It's already begun. You don't have to wait for anything else. Listen, we're ready right here, right now. If we can do that with a season, if we could do it with a calendar, if we could just say, hey, no, the beginning, let's move the beginning to right here. Can't you do that with other things in life? Because some of you are waiting. You're waiting for some Event, You're waiting for some big thing to happen. You're waiting for something to change, something major to happen in your life. Well, if I could just get to this point, then I'll make these changes, and then this will happen. I'm telling you, you can start right now. You don't have to wait for anything to change. You don't have to wait for a date on a calendar. You can move that thing to today, right here, right now. Hear this. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. It's time to live like it. Amen? It's time for you to say, hey, I'm not waiting for anything else. It is time. Jesus is going to show up. Jesus is on the scene. Light is going to show up in the midst of darkness. It is time for me to step into right hear right now what God has for me. Amen? You have to believe. Amen? You just have to believe. It's time to step out of the shadows. Hallelujah. It's time to say, hey, you know what? I could start right now. Some of you need to join the gym today. <laughs> just start working out today. Start dieting today. Come on now. And start making some major changes in your life today what are you waiting for arise and shine for your light has come hallelujah your light has come don't wait any longer that's what i feel like isaiah is saying to the to the children of israel that moment hey guys guess what It's not a month from now. It's not six months from now. It's not hey, when we get out of debt, or hey, when I finally get married, or hey, when we can fix the kids, or hey, when we can just get to that next thing, this next whatever, then I'll begin to serve God. Then I'll begin to to do what God's called me to do. Then I'm going to do that. If I could just get to this point, arise and shine right here, right now. Amen? This is your moment. This is your season. You don't have to wait another day. You can accept God's plan, God's purpose for your life here and now. Amen? Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Let's not live in darkness anymore. Let's not live in the shadows anymore. Let's believe that God is going to show up big time here and now. Amen? Even if it looks like darkness, something's changed. Even if it looks like, huh, the sun's not shining, you have to believe something's changed. Yeah. For some of you, it's 2 a.m. Come on now. You still got a little ways to go. For some of you, it's 5 a.m. Any minute now. I don't even know what time the sun comes up anymore. They're done change the time on me. I have no idea. I know when it gets dark, 4.30 now it seems like, but, but I don't know when it gets light. But some of you are, some of you are right there. And you say, well, pastor, I'm just waiting for that. No, right here, right now. Begin to make the necessary changes. Begin to make the necessary adjustments. You know, I was preparing this sermon. I said, God, you didn't give me any points. You know, I know people in the church, you got to have points. I'm one of those people. I got to write down three points. Otherwise, I don't even know where I'm going. Some of you are going to walk out of here. You're going to go to lunch and go, well, you know, it was okay, but he didn't have any points. I understand that. And I said, God, you didn't give me any points. I need three points. I tried to come up with three points. I got nothing. Nothing. Praying this morning, nothing. No points. That's it. Not two, not three. I got nothing. I got no points. As far as application, this sermon gets an F. It is absolute (laughs) failure. But I hope that maybe it's not about a to-do list Come on now, maybe it's not about I walk out of here and the pastor's giving me three things. Maybe I just walk out of here and begin to get in my prayer closet and the Holy Spirit gives me two or three things. The Holy Spirit deposits some things that I can apply my life to. For some of you, it's 12 or 14, depending on how jacked up you really are. But listen, God's got something for you to do. If you just know, now is your time. Hallelujah. See, there was nothing special About that particular moment, except it was God's appointed time. How many of you know it wasn't even December 25th? Right? Who knows when Jesus was born? It was probably more like the springtime. Huh? But we put it on a particular calendar and we say, okay, let's celebrate here. Let's celebrate now. Some of you need to move some things on your particular calendar. You got serve God. Huh? Serve God. I'm gonna. When the fast shows up, I mean, do we do a fast? If you're new to Grace, we do a fast for 21 days, starting in January. We meet here every night for 21 days, except Saturdays, and we pray from Sunday through Thursday from seven to eight, and then Friday night it's Holy Ghost night. Last person to leave, lock up. We'll give you the alarm code. You just you just check out, right? And that's what we've been We've been doing that for like 10 years. And that's that's my favorite time of the year. But how many know you don't even need to wait? We used to call it 21 days of prayer and fasting, and then we changed the name to 21 days of fasting and prayer, (laughs) lest you think we're only praying. All right? And it's the worst possible time because the South Florida Fair is in town. And for me, that's a religious experience. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? sausage, and peppers, and onions, and funnel cakes, and the worst, greasiest, most expensive food ever, and I love it. I absolutely love it, But some of you need to change some calendar things, and you need to go, hey, instead of waiting for the fast, I can believe God for it now. Instead of waiting for a new year, I can believe God for it now. I could just move that on my calendar. Amen? I decided that right now it's a new year. Since the Christian calendar says it started last week, guess what? Happy New Year! (laughs) Happy New Year! (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let's get started. Let's do it right now. Let's just believe God right now. Let's move that major change that you want to make in your life. Let's slide it on down to right here, right now. You can begin as moment you have the faith to believe for it. Amen. You can declare, now's my time. Now's my time. I want to pray for you today. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come up. I know we got a couple things to do in the in the service today. So just hold on for just a minute. We've got one more thing we want to do. But I just felt like praying for people. I, I, I told the Holy Spirit, I said, you know, I don't have points, but I, I hope something rises on the inside of somebody. Some faith rises up. Some, some hope and, and assurance that, hey, God's with you in the midst of this thing. I could walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I'll fear no evil. For you're with me. He's with me. And I'm walking through it. I'm not staying in it.